Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. So happy to be with you this day. It's exciting, exciting. The weekend is here. Hallelujah. (laughs) And uh, I'm especially excited for this weekend. It is uh, International Tabletop Day. And International Tabletop Day is a day uh, where there are going to be games uh, and board games and all types of uh, geekery going on uh, around the planet at various stores and whatnot. And so uh, I thought uh, I would bring to you today to celebrate the weekend, if in fact, by the way, I'll just let you know right now, there's a segment of the show, this is your first time listening, it's a segment of the show called Nerding Out. And basically this whole show is going to be about nerding out, because I'm interviewing today Chris Whedon of Crucifixion Games. Now, I know when you think of Christian games or you think about Christian gaming or things like that, you may think cheesy, you may think, uh, you know, Bible trivia type games, things like that. Uh, But Chris has a different viewpoint of of gaming and uh, board games and card games. And uh, I'm going to put all his notes in the show notes today. Um, In addition, that uh, he he, uh, has given me the opportunity to play some of his games, and I've written some reviews about them, and I will also put links in those show notes below as well. Uh, One game I played was uh, Super City, and uh, another game I'm going to be playing soon is Relentless. Um, And so like I said, this whole show is going to be about nerding out about nerd stuff, and it's going to talk about God games and geeky kids, uh, because we all have them in our youth groups. We all have them as part of our culture and our fabric uh, of, of youth ministry many times, but many times, um, you know, youth pastors don't know how to minister to these guys. And uh, fortunately, I say, and I'm blessed to have grown up very nerdy, very geeky. And so Chris and I talk about the value of not just games like sport games, but the value of of tabletop games, one-on-one games, uh, all kinds of games that we talk about because it, you know when I you know when we sit down and I think that's just the nature of games right the nature of games is to help see see people as they are uh, they're having fun they're having enjoyment and things like that so. We want to be able to talk about those things and why they're still of value, and you know, and and you know, talk about some games maybe that you can play at that retreat or things like that. Anyway, it's going to be a great interview, so I hope that you're going to stick around. If you're not a geek and or nerd and not into that kind of stuff, well, you're going to miss a great show because you you're. I think it would be suitable for you to listen to it because maybe it might help you identify uh, with some of the students in your group, maybe some of the stuff they like, and maybe you might find a few card games or things like that that Chris offers on his website uh, at Crucifixion Games, and uh, and you can check it out and maybe uh, uh, be able to uh, minister to some of the kids uh, in your youth group. So anyway, so we're going to get on with the interview, and uh, here is Chris Whedon and I talking about God, games, and geeky kids. So I have a special guest today uh, who is raising his hands, raising the roof, praising the Lord, some of those things, and uh, or all of those things, and the sprinkler and everything. <laughs> well, it's either it's either uh, yeah, that's the Pulp Fiction. 
<laughs> That's what I call it. It was something before that. Was it? That's the only thing I remember it from. Uh, but my guest today is uh, Chris Whedon. He is a uh, author. And he is a game designer. He is CEO of Crucifixion Games at crucifixiongames.com. And uh, I have Chris here today. And this is actually, Chris, you know what? You're my first guest on this podcast. I've been running solo all this time. And, uh, and so you are a, a, this very special first guest and we'll go down in the annals of history. It'll be a quiz. It'll be a question. It'll be a question on jeopardy someday. <laughs> Who was Paul Turner's first guest on the youth ministry motion podcast? Uh, and they will have to answer who is Chris Whedon. That's going to be a 500 point. Count. <laughs> It'll probably be a 100. Cause by that time, everybody, will know. Uh, uh, yes, Oh, Paul Turner. Well, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. But I want it to be also be a double Jeopardy question. Yeah. I, I want double points. Double points on that. But he's funny. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Well, hey, uh, Chris, we've been trying to do this. We had a few technical difficulties before we got going, but we have finally managed to uh, get this thing rolling. Um, what got us through, Paul? What got us through? Well, several things. The first thing is you did, you prayed. And that was the most important thing. There we go. And uh, the other the other things were maybe your lucky socks or some other things that were extraneous. <laughs> Those, some other extraneous uh, items. It's the word of the day, people. Extraneous. Find a way to use that in a sentence today. And you know what, too, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, I usually have a segment in this uh, podcast called Nerding Out, where I have mentioned in the past, I have mentioned uh, some of the games I like to play. I've mentioned Flux. Uh, I have mentioned uh, Super Fight. Uh, I have mentioned a lot of different games that I think would be very good for you to use with your youth ministry. And and having Chris here is because basically the whole segment is about nerding out now because we're going to talk about game design. But even more so than that, we're going to talk about the power and the influence of games as it builds community within our youth ministries. And uh, I think Chris has some some background in that, and he's going to be able to share with us a little bit how to use games and how to how the ministry aspect. Uh, and here it comes. And and his new and latest project, by the way, uh, Super City, uh, which is a fantastic card game. Uh, you can read my little report on that, my gleanings from it at uh, thedisciplineproject.net. And, uh, and of course, uh, you can read that afterwards, but stay here for the podcast and, uh, stuff from that too, actually, it was good. It was, it was really, it was really engaging. It's one of those things you read and you're like, Oh yeah, that's in the game. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you learned something new about your own game. I did. You. Very, very <laughs> question. <laughs> Maybe I should add that to the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm, I'm a, I'm a stickler. I'm, 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 look, if anybody's the rules guy, I'm probably the rules guy. So, cause I have, well, let me tell you why though. I have three children. Chris, oh, do you, there you go. Chris, do you have any children? I do. I have two. You have two. Are they teenagers? Uh, yes. One just turned 13. One just turned 13. So you know then that there are occasionally some discrepancies <laughs> of, about rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I never thought about it. That's a good, yeah. That, that's how I should think about it. Thanks, Paul. That'll clarify it in my mind. I'll just think, oh, I'm just having a rules discussion with my son. That's correct. Say, yeah. Clean your room. And in my mind, it looks like this, but in your mind, it looks 
kind of like it did before. Right. And maybe, and maybe you should just write up a little rules book for your kids and just say, there we go. Let, let's put, let's put it in writing because with my kids, it's always, because look, my son and I have played Warhammer. Uh, 40k and wow, so and used to that's a super complicated yeah. uh, uh, deal, huge book. And I, and I always have to ask him, son, what does the rule say? You can't just make this up. <laughs> and so I, we have to go to the rule book and say, no, it says this. Now, sometimes I was right. And sometimes he was right. Uh, that's good. So, and my son is now writing his own games and it's really exciting to see and to experience that, but that's a good, that's a good end there. Well, if you were writing a rule for this, what would that read like, son? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good tip. Good tip. Well, parenting for 300, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will take, I will take, uh, Chris Whedon's story for a thousand because, because, (laughs) because, because I want, I want our listeners here. I want these guys, these youth workers, youth pastors, um, they're volunteers, they're part-time, they're full-time. And I want them to know a little bit about your story of how maybe you came to know the Lord and, um, you know, kind of this whole process here, but we'll start with your faith journey first and then kind of work our way through into the games. How's that? Bad. Love it. Fabulous. That's, uh, that's my favorite part of the story. Okay. Well, Hey, tell us about it. Where, where did you, where did the journey start for you? And how did this all come about for you in your, in your faith? I was one of those lifers, church kids raised in the church. My parents took us to church. They were church and they were involved and served on committees and all that. And so we were raised in the church, but I think as is typical of many of us in who, who had that upbringing, it, it never sunk in, you know, it was, it was the, it was Jesus as my savior, but not my Lord. And it was a lot of lip service and just what we did, you know, it was, it was, you go to church, you go to Sunday school, you go to youth group and all that stuff. And I, I left and went off to college and wasn't involved really in a lot of church activities after that and, and came back from college. And I really credit a couple of things. Uh, getting me back into my walk. Number one is is the my wife, who who would eventually the beautiful woman who would eventually become my wife, is number one. And number two is the church didn't really know me very well because when I came back, they we had an older denomination and they had some kids coming in and they they wanted to start a youth program and I was pretty much one of the only kids who had gone away and come back. So they said, hey, would you lead, would you start a youth ministry? Would you you do youth ministry in the church? So between those two, my wife, having been raised in a very strong uh, foundational church, very Bible-centered, and I didn't have a lot of that, and that that sort of uh, newbie faith, and she had this really good, solid bedrock faith, and her family was raised in that and all. And, And so between her and our, my church having very few options, uh, they, uh, they, they made me an offer just for a part-time kind of thing to get the youth ministry going. So I jumped into that and, and I'm a, I'm a, uh, I like to really engage with, with stuff, you know, people and, and school and that kind of thing. And, and so when, when they had me in to do youth ministry, I thought, well, I'm okay. If I'm going to be teaching kids, talking about youth ministry and God, Bible, then I'm going to need to figure out 
some of this stuff on my own. So that <laughs> really just in. And yeah, and it was like, there's words in here, Wait, wait, there's no pictures though. There's no pictures. I have fun. This one's red. Look at these words are red. What's that mean? Right. So, uh, so I really got into it there, and I, I distinctly remember sitting up in the in the loft at our church one time after I'd been doing this for a while. Uh, eventually, I, 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 they brought me on full time as the as the director of the youth ministries, and and I remember sitting up there reading it, and it's like one of those. It's kind of cool because I was raised in the church, and I know a lot of people who say I never had that big Jesus experience, you know. And, and uh, I was raised in the church, and, and I still had that big Jesus experience. You know, and I just remember sitting up there in the loft all by myself reading the scripture, and, and it's preparing for a lesson or a talk or something. And then it was like all of a sudden, it was that boom, you know, like God's been knock, 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 knock the whole time. And you finally go, oh, wait a minute, this is real. And it was an epiphany. It was really cool. And that... That really is what, that was what really got me, just floored me, you know, and, and really turned my life around where I realized, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is serious business. And, and my wife, God bless her, was, was instrumental, I think, in, in helping me to see that. Well, I don't think, I know, she, she really helped to ground me and to help lead me in that direction to see that, that God, that faith is not just what you do, it's who you are. It's, it's, uh, it's your lifestyle and your choice. And, and that was very powerful. And uh, that, that was, that was how everything started out. Well, it's powerful. It's a powerful story because uh, obviously you got that God used youth ministry, the call to help, you know, just to help these kids to, to actually make you dig. Yeah. Right. So God gave you a job so that you can learn more about him. Yeah, go figure. It wasn't for those kids. <laughs> no, that was the real mind blower. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, uh, when when you are you still? By the way, are you still a youth pastor now, or are you still? Uh, I am very involved. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a, a officially attached to a church or anything, but I have youth ministry that I do. I speak at camps and uh, groups and. And uh, and do youth ministry in that way, and also through through the gaming. But uh, yeah, very involved, and obviously, I still keep my foot in the door. I, I work in the youth ministry at our church now, and and have those other uh, projects and, and and whatnot that I do. So ministry, yes, but formally serving as a youth as a youth pastor or anything, not. Not right now. Well, that is, and that's a perfectly okay because most of our listeners are, are probably, uh, you know, that most of our listeners are probably in the same position where they are, they're working a job and they're volunteering and they're doing the best they can. And, oh, and uh, those people love you guys. Absolutely. Keep it up. <laughs> that is so, I mean, even when I was doing it full time, it was, uh, it was like a, it was like a part-time job. You guys all know how it is. If, if you're volunteering or if you're on staff, a lot of times it's only part time. And we eventually ended up opening a, a daycare to, in order to fund the youth ministry. So that meant instead of working an outside job and working 10 hours a week doing youth ministry, I actually 
worked an inside job where he's working 40 hours a week and also got to do 10 hours of ministry of youth ministry too. Yes. And I was like, why, why did this make sense to anybody? Get worse than <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. Amount of time. Wait a minute. Why didn't we open up a daycare to support? Why didn't we open up a game store? Ah, now you're talking. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't tell them. I mean, I just sort of do it on my own. Venture, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, tell us a bit about there. Where was this now that you, you went? Let's talk about your gaming journey because we're going to start moving into you know gaming and how it helps our youth ministries and things like that. But when did you start getting into gaming? I think I have a a really atypical, unusual start. Or, or at least experience in a lot of ways, especially with gaming. I feel very blessed by the experience that I've had. I talked to a lot of people who, who have really had some trouble and and some issues. I, and I did an interview a couple of weeks ago, and and that was the substance of the conversation. Was with the interviewers had had some real persecution and trouble, and, and I think they were looking for that for me and it was oh what 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 were your experiences and how has it been tough and I was like I got nothing. <laughs> In fact the, the I, I started for example I started gaming probably when I was in the fifth grade and that was when we were given a a set of a, a set of red box dungeons and dragons. Right? So that was my very first game was the the, ooh, the taboo game. Yes, you know, yes. D&D. And, and guess who gave it to me, Paul? Guess who gave me that? Um, your wife. I was in the fifth grade. Okay, then not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could have been your wife, but she weren't married yet. We have some weird laws up here in Washington. Well, I was going to say, it's right. <laughs> you're in the West, brother. We, we don't know what's going on out there. Um, bring, your, bring your walker in, honey. <laughs> I'm going to say, let's see, maybe a, a deacon? Your parents? You're getting warmer. Uh, it was my grandpa. Really? Grandpa went out. I don't I will never know. He's passed away now, so I will never know. But when when we meet up again uh, in the pearly gates, I'll, I'll ask him what ever prompted him to give a couple of teenage boys this game. Yeah, he went out and found someplace. I don't know. We'd never even heard of it, but he showed up with Redbox Dungeons and Dragons. So I'd been playing games all through high school and, and, and grade school and college and beyond and, and was an avid gamer. I was... I was pursuing my gaming more, more religiously than my religion. Yeah. Right? And, and I loved it. So when I got into the youth ministry, I, you know, I loved it. I, I grew up and had fun with people and play games. And so I knew the, the, the genuine power of, of gaming to build community and to break down walls and you get together with your buddies. You know how it is. Yep. Talk about all oh, that Warhammer game that you played where, where you pulled off this amazing coup. We, we all have some gamer stories like that. So I, I knew I had to incorporate it into, into my ministry because that was, was who I am. So, so this is the fun part. The game that, that actually got built in during my youth ministry. In fact, I should be, I shouldn't tell the story because I probably owe the church royalty. <laughs> but my wife had always loved horror movies. She grew up going to see Jaws when she was, I don't know, 
seven years old and all sorts. She had an older brother who took her to all these things. So she was totally immune to fear, which is probably why she ended up marrying me. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. She had no problems. But I was the scary kid. I was, you know, you could you could start the sleepovers. You'd start telling stories about Bigfoot or the Boogeyman, and I was out of there. I mean, I had, had no resistance to that. And so she loved horror movies, and, and I was terrified of them. But I loved gaming, and so as a lot of gamers realize gaming is not always an easy sell for for the for the lady in your life uh uh yeah yeah pretty much yeah so i knew that i would have to do something about that so i created through through this relationship uh, i knew she liked horror movies and i liked role playing so i thought i'll make a game called uh or based on cheesy horror movies. So I made a role-playing game, just a quick, easy, light role-playing game called Horror Rules, actually. Ta-da! Funny shot there. Uh, that's the, uh, that was the game that, that I created about, well, I guess that was my first game, and that's where the game company Crucifixion Games started. Uh, and that that is based on cheesy horror movies. So it's a run-around screaming and doing stupid things, and we actually award stupid thing points during the game and whatnot. So, uh, so I developed that with her in mind. So she actually, uh, she decided, oh, I'll give it a try. So she played and liked it. And, and that was what I took into the youth group too. So so they would actually help. The kids got quite attached to it. So, so we would play. And, and there's a faith element to that. One of the, the skills you can learn in game is faith. And so it helps with, with everything from spiritual warfare to just, encouraging other characters and 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 solving you know alternative ways of solving problems and giving you boosts and and uh, and had that faith element in it too which which i'm very passionate about very good versus evil uh, format for the game so we'd go we'd go on on to lock-ins or overnight camp outs or something and i would take, take the horror rules game you know and, and we would and we'd play it out there and and uh uh, it was really uh, fun, and and I'm still surprised that there wasn't any disciplinary action or anything. Here I am playing this horror movie game. Well, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that, but there was no. First of all, it was a you know anytime you introduce some element within the church or within youth ministry or things like that that are, that seems to be this foreign element that doesn't seem to jibe with uh, somebody's you know interpretation of scripture or whatever it may be. Uh, people get a little crazy or, or frantic. Did you not get any pushback from parents or anybody in authority? Or I really, I really didn't. And and again, I I think God really had this whole thing mapped out. I'm glad you asked that. Now, when I look back at it, I can see things a little more clearly. You know how it is. Hindsight, sure, plan and all that. But I I think what God had in mind was the the big picture, as He always does. And when I got started doing all this, he had me in a really, I won't name denominations, but he had me in a really liberal church. <laughs> so they, they just didn't care. I, oh, you, you, yeah, there you go. They had potluck and all that. Everybody was well-fed. They really <laughs> <laughs> as long as the kids weren't tearing up the church. That's right. What? Oh, they're all sitting in a, in a room in the dark with hoods on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> with hoods on. That's the ticket. Not in, we didn't wear hoods. Yeah. Actually, went on to my wife and I. Who it it was actually not the gaming 
where we had trouble. It was it was doctrinal, you know, it was belief and 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 living out scripture, and that's where we where we ran sideways against church leadership, and we ended up leaving because we we didn't feel like the church was following scripture, what God wanted them to do. So it wasn't gaming that got in the way at all there. It was, it was the, it was the, it was the religious differences. Huh? You yeah. Know that? yeah. Wow, shocking. Yeah. Huh? So, uh, so we have since to, to a much more conservative church foundation. You know, that's where we are, but, but, uh, I brought the gaming along with me, and and boy, it's really served us well. So we didn't have any any issues there, and and I've introduced it or or, or brought it up at, at all the churches that we've been to, and the novels, you know, um, that go along with with the with the gaming system. That I wrote a couple of novels so far. I'm in the middle of a series on that is based on the characters, sort of from the, the gaming system, from the horror rule system. And, and I always thought, oh, I'll get pushback from that when people discover, oh, you, know, you write books. Oh, what are they? You know? Yeah. You write books. It's got yes. to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We were orphans or something. No, it's about <laughs> who fight monsters, really. It drives stakes to their hearts and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and invariably, you know, I, I used to get all tense about that and, and, but I figured the way I figured it too, Paul, is from the very beginning, you know, that I let this guide me is that if God really wants me, I, I feel like God has called me to to do games and ministry. And I can't, but I mean, I can see his hand in it all throughout my career and, and all the times that I should have gotten some pushback or, or whatnot, but didn't or 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 a door open, you know, when sure. it's closed or that sort of thing. And, and it's really encouraging. It's really empowering. And I'm also actually kind of scared right now because I kind of have the feeling like now I'm saying this and God's like, okay, well, he's ready for the big one, boys. Well, yeah, right. You, you're right. You're thinking, when's the other shoe going to drop? Right. It's like, <laughs> I've had this sweet spot for so long. That's right. Uh, All right. Uh, unleash, unleash. Let me ask a question. Were the kids you had in your group when you were doing this, were they nerdy kids? Totally, totally unexposed to gaming for the most part. Really? Well, see, I'll tell you my quick experience was this is, um, having grown up in a similar way. And by the way, too, I just want to talk to my, talk to the listeners here for just a second. First of all, thanks for hanging with us here. Cause if you're not a gamer, I can see how this would be like, um, I don't know what you're talking about, Paul, but, but you got to understand that, you know, for those that are gamers, you totally get what we're saying. Uh, but if you're not, um, when we, when we try new methods and new ways, I mean, I mean, look, it, it doesn't matter whether it's gaming or Christian music or some element that we're trying to use to work with students. Um, so there's, there's always going to be some element where people look and, and, and give a slanted eye to it and go, well, what does that mean? Um, and so, so for, for just, because we're going to get into this community part of this, is where we're going to dig in here is this, is that I did with my group. I did not, I, I was maybe, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of games I played 
with our kids that were what I would consider nerdy gaming necessarily, but I did wind up finding back in the day, and I still have the box to this day, is I have a Christian uh, role-playing game called Dragon Raid. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Dragon Raid! And uh, and I, let me tell you what, I took kids through those adventures as, as part of a Sunday school. And uh, I tell you what, I sat, I was, and you know, it's funny you talk about this, but I like talking about churches and whatever. I was at a church uh, and I did it for, there's the pastor, the pastor was there and watched us play. And he says, I've never seen my kid come so alive and talk about scripture because they had to read scripture. They had to do things. And, um, and so, you know, I, I look, it, it was for a time and a season. It's not like I, I still have the box and all the stuff. I, I, you know, because every group's different. You don't want to introduce elements that are going to bust up your youth ministry or cause friction on purpose. You're not, you know, that's not what we're there to do. We're, we're here to introduce shock, shock, shock ministry. That's not, what it's no. And it's not trying to turn the youth ministry into a bunch of gamers either. It's trying to minister to kids right where they're at. Well, these particular kids that I had, it was not your whole group. You, you know, you have an element of kids that like games. They like nerdy games. They like board games. And then you have other people in your group, not going to care anything about it. So the, really this, this podcast here is, is, is to share maybe to say, look, there is, you can reach these kids if you're willing to go a little bit further and use some of these games to build community community. But for me in doing that with those kids, it was a positive, um, it was a positive element for that. Um, and, and it continues to be a positive element. I mean, when I, with my college career group, when we play, uh, the resistance card game or, um, uh, you know, super fight or some of these other games, they, they, they light up, man. They think it's wonderful. Um, so when we see this and let me get, let me get your, your feedback on that. What did you see when you, when you play games and it's not just really the, the horror game and things like this, but any games that you play with your students, how do you see that building that community? What do you see coming out? What do you see these, these, how do you see God using it to either bond them together or to create a dynamic, um, that builds fellowship? Wow. Where do I start, Paul? At the beginning, it'd be good. I don't know. You start in the middle if you want, but you start wherever you want, Chris. <laughs> I prefer to start at the completely random. <laughs> just say, please. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the end. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I, uh, wow. You know, boy, how long do we have? Uh, we could we could talk about this forever. Well, give me a few. Just give me a few. Maybe maybe some stories of kids who you saw engage in a level that they did not engage with with traditional youth ministry, right? They 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 you, they didn't buy into a lot of other things. They didn't go to a lot of activities, but they like sitting down with you or a small group of people, and they said, "I like card games." Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. The, uh, wow. Uh, let me take a second to sure. just to focus the old thoughts. You know, <laughs> what, what really impresses me with, well, our, the, the logo or the slogan for crucifixion games is no pain, no pain. And, and, and I really, I really believe that, you know, there, there's, Soldiers who go to war and come back, and there's that, and there's that sense of, of brotherhood, and kinship because of suffering and 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 of the, the trauma that they've survived and that sort of thing. It, 
gaming is nowhere near that level. I don't intend any disrespect to people who served and whatnot, but really what gaming does in my direct experience is it, is it takes people out of their own personal day-to-day life and it, and it puts them in this shared experience, you know, and, and I think of Jesus and his, one of his main teaching tools was what? Oh, what did, what did Jesus use as one of his main teaching tools? Say he here? told, he told stories, which are parables. Good, good. See, well, you, you didn't need my coaching, right? <laughs> I appreciate it, though. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but he told stories, you know, and, and he put people, he took people out of their, out of their own lives, out of their context, and, and put them in this kind of shared context. And then, and then he wove that story. And to me, gaming, whether it's, whether it's uh, role-playing, you know, Dragon Raid or Horror Rules or whatever, it takes people out of that and puts them in in this in this shared experience, and then often they go through the the trauma and the tribulation of the game, and they experience that. Even though it's fun and, and silly, they experience that pain. Yeah. And for me, that no pain, no game is is the the the, the slogan for life. Really, you know, we have pain, we try to get away from it, but that's not what God wants. He wants us to toughen up, to learn from it, to grow through it. And to learn how to endure it and deal with it. So if we don't have pain in life, we don't have the game of life, you know. Sure. I don't I don't really play the game of life. Yeah, no, I don't there's nothing wrong with life. Nothing. If you like spinning a little wheel and paying bills and paying bills at yeah. ten at ten years old. <laughs> and deciding where you're going to college and all, all kids love it, all adults hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I lost my job. Yeah, I lost my job. This is a little too much like real life, isn't it? I mean, why would you want to play that? Yeah, I had another kid. All right. Good. You're playing. I mean, you're playing life as right now. You know, you don't want to play a game called life. Huh? That's like the, that's like that's like um, reality TV. I mean, it's like we're going to play a game about life, but it's not real life. Yeah, it's reality life. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but where you're interviewing me. <laughs> so, an example. So, so that's the basis. I think it's important to understand that foundation too, because it's that shared experience and 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 that. And, and this goes for all games too. This not just not just not just story games, but card games, board games that that draw you in and things that are there because uh, because board games have obviously they've gotten a lot better at telling stories as well. It's not just moving pieces; it's a lot of stories that are happening within the context of the game as well. Right. So, uh, for example, you asked for an example. We yes. had a game night at. Uh, we have a regular game night at church, and when we were first getting started, there are a lot of people there. The game night existed before we got there, and games to them were Monopoly, Life, and all that. So we showed up and 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 brought a couple of games, and there's one in particular we that we play called Axis of Villains, and it's a superheroes game, and it's a little. I have that game. I have that game, but I've never played it. Yeah, I have that game, but I have never played it. It's sitting on my shelf. Play it. So so here we are with some kids, and, and even uh, the pastor actually played. So him and his son and a couple other people, and we're sitting around the game table, you know, and, and, and usually game sessions wrap up, you know, they have a, we have a potluck in the game, and a couple of games, and people end up talking and move on and that kind of thing. So I, I brought out accents of villains and people were, well, what's that? You know, well, let's give it a try. So the pastor's son, you know, comes over, pastor comes over and, and, and the next thing you know, 
uh, where if you guys haven't played it, it's really it's easy and it's fun. And, and you play the Justice League superheroes and you're trying to defend the watchtower from the from the, the supervillains. They're coming in and you're rolling simple dice and they're fighting and things are happening. And, and, and it's very cooperative and strategic and you have to plan and get your moves all worked out, you know. And uh, and things are happening. And the next thing you know, you know they're rolling to die, and, and the pastor's jumping up. You know, and his son jumping up. Like, oh, we did it! High five! Good job, Green Lantern! Good job! Flash. You, know, the, the group, you know where the Boggle group is. Yes. Looking in, like what? Are those guys <laughs> doing in there? You know, oh, we're just playing a game. This is not supposed to be that fun. Calm down, people. It's game night. Yeah, please. So that's led to a lot of that. Uh, you know, we'll be frequently we'll be at a ministry at, at a, a games and grub as we call them. And, and, uh, there was a time recently when there were, uh, all four or five of the kids from the youth group who wanted to stay late. And, and we were there till all the parents and everything went home. And we were there till, till midnight, uh, because they wanted to play uh, another superhero, uh, Sentinels of the multiverse. I've seen it, but I have not, I have not purchased it. I, I don't know much about it. It's a good game. And it's, and it's, um, another cooperative game. I love the cooperative games. You know, a lot of times people nowadays think of the competitive games. Right. Somebody has to win. Right. But I love the cooperative games because it really brings out that, that, that sense of camaraderie and teamwork and we're all in it together, but it's such a great way. It's so hard nowadays and, and uh, to, to build that, that rapport, I think a lot of kids because of the, the culture, you know, the, the texting culture and, if you're not on Facebook, I don't want to talk to you. And yes, I understand the ironies that we're doing a Google Hangout, uh, but it's that that lack of face to face. We all know how it is. We fight that. What do you talk to a kid about, right? When when you somebody shows up to your youth group and you say, "Hey, how are you doing? You know, what's cool?" That's a great way to break the ice. There, oh, that breaks it right up. But when you sit down at the table, you know, or you're there till midnight with these kids fighting bad guys, and superheroes, rolling dice, and and all that, you really, you really develop that sense of camaraderie, you know, yeah. sense of shared accomplishment and shared risk, and and there's a lot of that jumping up and yeah, you know, yeah, we did it, we got it, and and that breaks down so many walls. I've had some really good deep conversations with with those kids and. And that's just, and that's, those are kids in our youth group. I mean, I've got dozens of stories of being at a convention. I like to take the ministry on the road. And so we'll get a, a booth at a gaming convention and, and we'll run uh, a game for, you know, total strangers. And, and I've been in groups of people and they've been in dire straits and they've made a character who has a little bit of faith, you know, and they'll be in big trouble and I'll just sort of prompt and suggest, well, you know, does anybody have the faith skill? Maybe you should try that. And I don't know what their faith background is. Typically at a gaming convention, not, <laughs> not high, a lot of, not a lot of bishops. No, no, <laughs> not necessarily. At the game, um, you know, they could be there. They could be, but they're hiding. They're in high. They can't tell anybody they're a bishop. <laughs> That's the issue. They're not wearing their collar. No, I didn't see a lot of collar. Or if you do, it's because they're LARPing in the next room. Correct. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show, Chris. We'll talk about that. That's a whole other deal. I'll tell you about the non-denominational Christian LARP that we do when, I, when we do that show. Okay. <laughs> a lot of fun. So LARP Church, it's, it's really cool. Great conversation. But anyway, you'll be in a group and, and you'll say, hey, maybe you should try the face skill. And the next thing you know, 
you got this this group of you know relative strangers, total strangers, and one of them will, will stand up and, and say, "Oh, I'm going to use my faith skill," and I'll say, "Great, what do you say?" And they'll say, "By the power of Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's so cool." And and so often I've seen this so many times that, that then they'll take their die to make their roll. And it'll be like, well, okay, but your faith isn't that you'll have to roll a one. And I just know in my mind, I'm like, God, please show them. <laughs> you know, and it has happened so many times. Wow. That's, that, that is a blessing. That's very cool. And, and, and you know, uh, uh, just uh, the whole power of the of walls coming down where you can talk with kids, you know, and, and just quick, quick, it's a sad story. But even then, when, when I was younger, uh, my dad was, you know, dying with cancer and things like that. But I can always remember the counselor that would come in and counsel with me would always bring some dominoes with him or cards or something that he would play with me while he talked with me during our sessions. And, and the whole element of that, of, of, uh, of a kid forgetting that he's talking about his issues. He's not stressed out or tensed up. He's not, it's not a counseling session where I am on guard. And I find that, you know, and you know, this too is when you were playing games, we had, they're, they're so uh, out of their skin. They're, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, forgetting that, uh, you know, that they have to be on their guard. They're forgetting that they have to shut their mouth and don't say anything. They're forgetting that. And then they wind up talking about things that they would not normally talk about at any other time. If it was just a straight conversation, you and him, sitting across from a desk from each other yeah. and uh and so they're very relaxed and so i find that playing games with kids like that and i, I know in youth ministry and you're listening you play traditional games with kids whether it's big games and all these things but of course this is an encouragement too because this is part of discipleship it's part of getting with kids and sitting down with them and finding out where they're at on their journey and finding out where they're uh you know where they're at with the lord and things like that and, and being able to help a kid in a smaller context than playing these very large group games with a bunch of kids which is fun also uh, but I think for me, at least I find that I'm, when I'm playing games with kids, uh, we're hitting another, another level uh, of discussion that we don't normally have. Um, so, but, the, but you know what, uh, look, talking about games here, talking about stories, Chris, I know you have a new game out and I want to make time for that. Tell me about the, your new game that you have out. You have a Kickstarter going, so you still have some stretch goals and so we're going to put the links down below, uh, in the show notes. So, but tell us about, tell us about, uh, super city. Well, um, the, since you forced me, Paul, I'll, sure. I'll bring it up. Ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> it, it's, uh, because that has storytelling elements in it, which is fantastic. It's not just, it's, you know. If, if anybody out there, this is funny, too, because uh, we were at the Central City Comic Con when, when this last year when I started introducing this game and, and, and doing some, some final testing, play testing and whatnot from it. And it's based on the game Mafia. If anybody's played mm-hmm. Mafia, you with that one? Oh, I'm, I'm- yeah, I'm familiar with it, yeah. Or, that, or, or Werewolf, if any gamers are out there. Werewolf, right. But it, the funny thing is that that's how I typically introduce Super City to people is uh, I say, oh, it's Super City, it's, it's, uh, they say, what's it about? And I say, well, it's based on a game called Mafia. And then sometimes I get blank stares and I say, did you ever go to a youth group or a summer camp? And, oh, is that the game where everybody puts their head down and goes to sleep and then wakes up? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think it's a, it's a staple for, for youth groups across 
the 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 world. I think and, sure. And actually, so the kids in our group love it. And honestly, I never liked it uh, because it was a little bloodthirsty. The original mafia. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, yeah. So well, you make up how people are getting killed. And, Always somebody getting stabbed. It was like the Godfather. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. 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 That's Horse heads in the bed and everything else. <laughs> so, and I love superheroes. I don't know if that's come through with me sharing. Well, you've been a little vague about it, but yeah, I kind of hint around. Yeah, we, we picked up on it. So I think well, you you have a sophisticated audience. I can tell already. Absolutely. Uh, so they're the best. I thought, you know, let, let's do this. That, that would be a natural fit if we took the whole mafia kind of idea and did superheroes with it. So that's what Super City is all about. And and it is, the, the older I've, I've gotten and the more I've done youth ministry and engaged with kids and seen exactly what you're talking about. Really, what, what you're talking about, the power of games, is to draw people out, is to give them a neutral ground where the rules are very clear, and, and to let them and let them experience that and to draw them out. And, and that is what I really find to be the power of gaming. You know, I started off with, with a role-playing game, and, and that's a natural for that. But that all takes a lot of time and, or more time. And, 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 most, and most youth pastors would not be able to introduce that element in their churches for the most it part. Would be, it would be difficult. And it would be, yes, very countercultural. And I would, and I would, one of these days during our next interview yes uh, I, I would love to do i've been wanting to do a series post some resources things for reaching those kids who are who are difficult to reach uh, i've got a a series of of scenarios scripts and whatnot for for uh, the role-playing game where you put people in, you give them a character and you put them in a situation where they're forced to make a moral decision and i've done a church like this before at at gaming conventions where I'll just say, Hey, this is a discussion of moral right and wrong, you know, and it's a game. So they'll show up and it's been a ton of fun and really a great discussion starter. So you pick a couple people and well, anyway, I said, I'd talk about it later, but it's great <laughs> putting them in a situation, a real yes. situation where they roll dice and make choices, but it's a moral, a moral dilemma, you know, right. a moral situation you roll that out. But anyway, the, so I like, the drawing out and getting people engaged and involved and, and getting them talking, you know, and breaking down those walls, just like you're talking about. I love it. You know, I, I totally agree with what, with your analysis of that. And that's what super city is all about. Plus it's easy and it's fun. And basically you, you hand out cards and, and, and people take on a role. It's a, it's a hidden agendas kind of game where you would become a, uh, a maybe a superhero or a sidekick or a super villain or just a regular hapless citizen who lives yes. in the city. So then through the course of the game, you this, the supervillains try to eliminate all the other players and, and it doesn't have to be that, oh, I'm going to stab you with an ice pick. You know, it, it can be uh, zapped you with a strange ray or, or kidnapped this person or or intimidated and drove them out of town or blackmailed them or, or, or whatever. Put them in a giant bubble. Yeah, there you go. See, you'd be a good storyteller. Yeah, there you go. Uh, do whatever you want to in that respect, and then uh, so so it can scale to fit whatever your your congregation or your denomination or your group is is comfortable with too, and and that's the that's the nuts and bolts of it. But really, it, the the other part that I love is in games like Mafia. Typically, if you're eliminated, you're out. 
you know, you're out of right, the you right. Nothing worse than that. I mean, the first, the first loser, you know, out of the <laughs> so in Super City, there are there are cast roles, news crew, and when you're eliminated, you come back as one of the cast. You might be the the roving reporter or the chief of police or an eyewitness or something. And and honestly, that. Uh, I had high hopes for that. One of those things, usually you design stuff and you think, oh, this is going to be great. People will love it. And and it doesn't always work that way. Uh, no, I think no. Your best brainchild is what people say. Oh, I like your game in spite of that thing. <laughs> so, uh, but I love the, seeing now, now when I play it with groups, people don't, they want to get out. Some of the, some of the kids in our youth group want to get out because they want to come back as one of these news crew members. But, but basically, the the game is 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 a vehicle to get people engaged, to get them talking, to get them to get them to get them uh, out of their shell, you know. And and it's it's really fun to see that happen. And and especially in, in a game like Mafia, where a lot of people know the context of it anyway, and kids will know how to play it. You know, put your head down, raise your head up, and and if you're a villain or a superhero. And it's, it's very approachable in that way, but it also, I think that's one of the things I really like is that, is that it encourages everybody to engage, to talk, to gather shell. And even if you have some shy people who are not real talkers, they, they don't have to, you know, I've seen the quiet kids sit there and be quiet yeah. and they can still engage because there's still a process of voting people in and out, making accusations. And so it lets the hams do their hammy thing. And it lets the quiet kids do their quiet thing, but it puts everybody in that same shared experience. Right, right, absolutely. And I think, and I think, like you said, the key to that is that nobody's really out. And I think I love that aspect of it. Uh, of we're saying, look, yes, you, you, you're out of this particular game, but you're not out of the whole game. Uh, you know, you just you're just in another position and going to another role. So, um, but hey, Chris, go ahead. I was just going to say that's particularly meaningful to me because I was, I was always the first guy out. So oh. that's why. I <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody. Let's, go, let's do it together. Ready? Uh, go to commercial. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> Chris, do you need a minute? Do you need a minute? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. Ryan <laughs> <laughs> <Try in> here. <laughs> well, Chris, this has been a fascinating conversation. I have to say, it's probably it's. Uh, if I was going to have somebody, you being my first interview on the podcast, uh, I couldn't think of really a better person to have on here because it's it's a it's about being for me at least. I mean, I talk a lot of I talk a lot of strategy as a youth pastor. I talk to youth pastors on this podcast about strategy and about um, personal discipline and a lot of those things that, you know, sometimes aren't, um, I don't know, they're not as fun to talk about necessarily. They're important and they're valuable, uh, but they're not necessarily as fun like this. And so I appreciate you bringing the fun factor here to the uh, Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Um, so tell me real quick now, where can everybody reach you online, everywhere else? What can they, where, where can they get a hold of you, especially your website and all that good stuff? Sure. The, I think the easiest way to get plugged in is you can, I mean, obviously, if you just Google Chris Wheaton, C-H-R-I-S-W-E-E-D-I-N, you can find a slew of hits uh, uh, on anything from games to novels, any of that. Uh, ChrisWheaton.blogspot.com is uh, a site, too, that will have a lot of information 
more ministry related that kind of thing. Uh, crucifixiongames.com with a, and now get your pens out. This is not an X. This is C R U C I F I C T I O N games.com, where I'm a person who makes fiction. So that's where that comes that, to- that totally works too. I love that. I was kind of hoping, I would, you, you ever think about changing your name to first name to Josh? Because <laughs> I thought to myself, if his name was Josh, he would get so, he said, what's your name? Josh Whedon. I said, well, Josh Whedon. The definition of temptation. I was at a convention one time. Somebody was being really friendly. I mean, wanted all my information, wanted to buy everything and support everything and yes. ideas for stuff. And I was like, that's unusual. And at the end, right when he was leaving, he said, oh, he said, say hi to your brother for me. <laughs> and I thought, brother, he knows Charlie? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. He thinks I'm okay yeah did you did you tell him the truth or did you go i will tell my brother wink wink uh, i i told him the truth oh, okay well you had to sort of yeah very tempted but uh but yeah i fessed up that's good you could you, I, after i after i sold him my autograph well i was gonna say either that or you could have said hey listen i could get you into uh <laughs> the avengers uh next movies and free tickets if you're interested yeah, yeah. special screening well, <laughs> well hey uh chris leave us too and i'm gonna put all by the way all this is gonna go in the show notes all the links all the stuff all the stuff he's talking about so don't freak out if you didn't have your pen or your phone handy all that stuff's gonna be there uh also if you're gonna if you want this information i'm gonna send it out via uh the fresh impact newsletter you can sign up there at the discipleproject.net which is my website um and i want to leave chris if you would go ahead and leave our youth workers today with a little bit of motivation because some of these guys are uh I always know this. I always assume to some degree, I know some people are in good places, but a lot of people that listen to this are going through their struggles and uh, doubts and things that they go through that all youth workers go through, uh, no matter whether they're in a good place or, or not a good place. But uh, leave, leave them with a little bit of motivation here. What would you like to say to these guys working with teenagers? I got to tell you too, Paul, I, I love what you do. And, and this, is, this has been one of my favorite interviews uh, that I've done. I love I really am proud of you for what you're doing. So be encouraged, and you personally too, because well, thank you. Message to people, uh, and and tying it back into the ministry side of things. Oh, I mean that is just huge. So my my encouragement would be would be this would be Hebrews four sixteen. Be and be bold. Be encouraged. Be bold in your ministry. Uh, Recently, this this has hit home, you know, and I've and I've been called on to, to be bold, and sometimes I succeed, and sometimes I fail. But I find when I when I embrace what God wants me to do and just step out in that, we had a uh, here in Yakima, they started a a what they call Central City Comic Con last year, and and they got me involved, extended the invitation, and because they know I've been doing gaming and. and conventions and whatnot for years so they got me involved in central city comic-con and i, I didn't know the developers and and I, so i went to the meetings and and there was uh, a lot of a lot of worldliness you know and you sure and, and you're and you have to decide how you're gonna how you're gonna approach that obviously and so early on i got excited every con i've ever been to i've done a it's some kind of worship an offering sure so it's a different kind of thing and and 
And uh, so at the beginning, I told some friends at church, I said, hey, this was months before, I said, we'll, we'll, we'll probably do a Sunday morning worship thing. And so I told some people that, and time went on, and I just got busy with it and invested in it and, and was thinking all about the gaming part. Here's my the local convention and really want to make it good big. And, and, and so in the back of my mind, I just kept thinking, I don't have time to plan any kind of ministry thing. I, I can't do that, so I'm just going to forget it. And, and I didn't really admit that to myself and, and, and out loud, really, until toward the end when it would be too late. So, so I'd kind of written that off. And, and out of the blue, the day before the convention, a buddy of mine texted me and said, hey, just want to let you know, I'll be there on Sunday, and I can help you out with that, with that worship service. And man, conviction, you know, I had already decided, no way I'm going to do that. This is going to be all about games, maybe next year, you know, and it totally convicted me. And, and so last minute, you know, the night before I just said, okay, uh, 10 o'clock Sunday morning, we're going to carve out a section of the gaming room and we're just going to have a, a worship service. So I got on Facebook with the whole group, you know, the thousands of people who were attached to the convention group and just posted it out there. And I thought, whoever shows up, shows up. We had about a dozen people, and and I was you know I was thrilled with that at a convention at a gaming convention or at a at a comic convention you know, yeah kind of thing. So at last minute word of mouth you know had ten people so we did a or twelve people so we did a I did a message and used the game Munchkin. Yes, Munchkin makes a great 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 sermon topic, great message. So we talked about that, did some stuff. So afterwards, I got called up for, for an interview from the organizers and they wanted to talk to me and debrief on the gaming and all that. So I sat down with them and, and we talked about a few things. And at the end they said, so they said, so this worship service, I called it uh, uh, gamer church is what I called it. And they said, Let, let's talk about this gamer church, you know, and immediately you start thinking, wow, what's this going to be? Is this going to be the persecution that I've always avoided, you know, or, or, or is this going to be, gosh, that doesn't really fit here. Cause I didn't ever talk to him. I didn't clear it with him or anything. I just did it. You know, yeah. I felt like God was saying, this is what you need to do. Time to be bold, go out and do it. So I just did it. And they said, uh, so Jamie, uh, the gal who was the main organizer, she said, uh, she said, we need to talk about this. I said, Oh, okay. What, what can we, what, what would you like to talk about? She said, well, we want you to do it next year as part of the program. She said, we want to give you a room. We want to make it part of what we, re what we regularly do here. Because we felt like we got some feedback that said that, that this was, numbers were down a little bit on Sunday. So we felt like maybe it was competing with church. And we really like what you're doing there. And we want to dedicate some resources to it. And we want you to do it now as a regular part. Of wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so after I got up off the floor, you know, uh, and it's like, wow, that is so cool. Praise God. You know, that here I am in my weakness and, and doubt, thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to squeeze this in. God gives me that little nudge. You do it, and then I'm blessed like that. So, you know, that's, that's what I would want out of that more than anything, and that would be my encouragement to people. Do it. You know, if, you, if, you've, got, if you've got a ministry idea or if you've got – if you, if you have an, uh, an opportunity to go into a school, you know, or, or, uh, or uh, an outreach to a different group or an opening at a, at a gaming convention or any place, you know, uh, keep your eyes open. God is, is amazing and does 
amazing things through us. And that Hebrews verse is, is not just, is not just lip service. You know, uh, we got to embrace that. We got to, we got to remember who we serve and whose we are and whose plan we're following. So, so be bold, uh, step out in boldness and, uh, and, and see what God's going to do. Chris, that is a phenomenal story, and I know that our listeners uh, are going to take that to heart, I believe, because uh, youth pastors do have to be bold. There are certain things that youth pastors have to do in spite of um, you know, conditions or in spite of other things. They have to be obedient to the gospel. They have to be obedient to things that maybe don't jive with other things. And, um, and so my encouragement to you guys and to you the workers guys, all of you, uh, be bold. Take Chris's advice, but more so take God's advice and, uh, and be bold. Take those steps. And God will honor your obedience uh, in taking those bold steps. And your kids, it'll be a great example to your kids. Uh, be bold in front of them, and you'll teach them to be bold as well. So, well, guys, that's all we have for today, guys. Thank you guys for joining us for the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Chris, thank you so much for joining us for this time. I have a feeling that you're going to be joining the show again sometime in the future, uh, not just when you have uh, new resources or products, but uh, I hope people will go and visit your store and uh, buy a couple of games and uh, hang out with some kids, talk about Jesus, and uh, kill a few zombies. What an awesome interview. I so much enjoyed uh, interviewing Chris Whedon. I hope you enjoyed listening to it, maybe hearing things from a different perspective or uh, thinking about games more in your youth ministry and, uh, you know, whatever that may be for you. I I hope that, uh, you know, depending on what kind of kids you have in your youth, take care of those geeky kids, would you please? Uh, Those geeky kids were one time me. And uh, I don't want to, you know, put any curses on you or anything and say that you might have another me in there. But I will tell you this, that there are kids in there who are are uh, gifted, who are uh, love games like this, and uh, I hope you just uh, put your arm around them, and uh, maybe if even if you're not a gamer, uh, sit down and play some games with them and uh, get into their world a little bit. So, But that's it for today, guys. I thank you so much for joining me uh, for the uh, Youth Ministry of Motion podcast. I hope that you do, in fact, uh, feel like you uh, were had your youth ministry move forward by listening to this, by offering a different perspective, and I hope you also feel motivated to take bold steps, to be bold in what you do do with young people. So, but that's it for today, guys. I sure do appreciate you. Be sure to get out there and uh, get out there on Saturday for International Tabletop Game. I bet you can find somewhere in your area to play. Uh, Get out there. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear uh, if you, in fact, do that. So you can always hit me up at thedproject at me.com. Send me a little email. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, don't forget to go and uh, leave me some stars and reviews on iTunes. I sure would appreciate it. So until next week, guys, I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great uh, weekend and uh, go forth and game some more. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.